Good evening, my fellow listeners. Holy cow, we got a lot to discuss. Welcome to the Off the Chain podcast. Um, I am your host, Austin Sweet, so I want to thank you guys very much for tuning in right here on Anchor FM. Um, We have a lot to discuss right now with um, Monday Night Raw from tonight. Oh, wow. Let me just say that... um, I'm shocked. Um, I am still in awe of the events that just transpired. Um, uh, I mean, you kind of saw that. I really didn't see that coming, to be honest. Um, So the show starts out with... Randy Orton coming out to the ring and addressing his um, match that he had last night with Edge. And he said that, um, oh, I'm the best wrestler in the world. Um, Then out comes Christian. And he pretty much said... Oh, I think you're just at the more than an SOB. But at the same time, um, it's crazy. Orton has already cemented his legacy as a bona fide heel. Literally, he has literally cemented himself as a bona fide heel. Um, Orton has, like, literally, hands down. Like, seriously, like, my goodness. Um, then we get on to the first match of the night, which was Kevin Owens versus Angel Garza. Now, like we saw from the past few weeks, um, there's been some friction between Angel Garza, Zelina Vega, and Andrade himself. Well, in my opinion, two things needs to happen. One, the split Garza away from Zelina Vega and Andrade. They've already they've been on a constant losing streak as of late. Um, and for two, it's you got to keep them together. It's either you split them or you separate them. Not even that hard of a decision. Um, but yet again, Angel Garza takes the L for. Because Zelina Vega walked out on him. Um, and right now I got one of my friends texting me about the ending. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, so once again, Kevin Owens wins the match in 50-50 booking. Uh, finds his way back into the picture again. Ugh. Okay. Then anyways, the next segment, um, Bobby Lashley comes out with MVP and MVP saying, oh, he's been working 13 years uh, for nothing to get a title shot. And pretty much, pretty much MVP and Lana are playing the blame game for each, um, between each other. Um, 
Then Lashley said he, he wants a divorce from Lana. Really don't blame him. Lana, Lashley does not need Lana. For one, because Lashley's already been successful. Sorry, that was my pump. Um, has already been success, is already successful as a single star. So there is absolutely no point in where you can have Lashley and Lana together. It's not good. It's like combining apples and oranges. Um, just doesn't work. So, six months. I mean, it's crazy. Okay. Now let's get to the first screw-up of the night. The Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, which they've been doing a... Anything you can do, I can do better. Um, this, this, this shenanigans really need to stop. It's about time that the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders lock horns for the Raw Tag Team Championships in the ring. It's... Ugh. It's horrible. And on top of that, you have Akira Tozawa who literally just weaseled his way into the storyline and he has like these ninjas and all that and he has like this tall this tall ninja who by the way is 7-3 I mean no uh no And, oh, by the way, Paul Heyman was fired as executive director, um, and they hired Bruce Pritchard. So, you can already, you can already tell that the show's taking, gonna be taking a nosedive. Because he's gonna have, oh, let's, we're gonna have ninjas, and I'm gonna be bringing back former stars. That's not how it works, Bruce. Seriously. You need potential. And from what I've been seeing, you don't have it. So, it was because of Paul Heyman's genius ideas that kept Raw afloat for literally a year. Paul Heyman was a brilliant genius. He made the storylines that we had. It was brilliant. So, pretty ticked. Okay, then Seth Rollins says he's going to be calling out Dominic, and he says he either has two choices. He can either join him, or he could be sacrificed like Ray was. Um, Dominic comes out, he, he blindsides um, Rollins, takes out Theory, and he escapes. I like what WWE is doing here, but I think the payoff is just going to be a little too risky in my opinion. Uh, <clears throat> the payoff is just going to be too risky. We could probably wait till Extreme Rules to at least have Dominic in a match against Rollins, have it a tag team match. I, mean, I don't know. But Dominic, in my opinion, he's not ready to be in the wrestling ring. I mean, his dad, Ray, has already accomplished so much in the wrestling business. Like, man. Okay, so then MVP and Lashley meet up. They see our truth backstage. 
Um, and they challenge, and obviously it's a tag team match, but they also challenge Drew for the WWE Championship. So it's like whoever scores the winning pinfall becomes the champion. And it's like, all right, I'll do it. I mean, ugh. We'll get into the match later on. So anyways, we see the Iconics beat Liv Morgan and Natalia. Didn't care for that too much. Then the Iconics get on the mic and they say, we want a rematch for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Bailey and Banks. Ugh. Like, come on. Well, first of all, to the Iconics, you have to be sure that Bailey and Banks retain their belts this Wednesday night against Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. You gotta be sure that they retain the tag titles, because if they don't, it'll instead be the Iconics versus Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. They should just make it the Iconics versus whoever wins this Wednesday's women's tag team title match. That's pretty much how it should work. Um, so Christian's still deciding. Big Show gives some advice. Um, Lana and Natalia as a tag team? Absolutely not. No. Natalia needs to better her career and what she's doing right now in order for her to get the success that she needs. Because if you watch Shark Side of the Ring, um, I think it was Owen's widow or whatever, completely buried. She, because of her, we prob- we'll probably never see another heart in the WWE. Um, which is kind of bull, in my opinion. Okay, so then Christian says he'll do it. He's going to face Randy Orton later tonight, which just sets up for disaster. We'll discuss that towards the end of the show. Um, Oh, man. MVP meets Apollo Crews backstage. Now, in my opinion, the way Apollo won, you can kind of tell he's starting to turn heel. If he should align himself with MVP then you've got something or you you can't you cannot align Cruz with Rollins it would make no sense um so you align him with MVP makes sense you align him with Rollins nothing Apollo has nothing to do with Seth so wouldn't be that bad okay um uh, Charlotte and Rick. So, Apollo Crews beats Shelton Benjamin, that's a name you haven't heard in a while, with a leverage pin. He obviously had his hands on the ropes because Shelton Benjamin had his feet on the ropes. Not bad, but I can see that the wheel's kind of starting to slowly turn for Apollo Crews to turn heel. Um, then we get to the match. Um, McIntyre and Truth... Um, Beat Bobby Lashley and MVP after MVP once again eats the pin. Um, not bad, but I don't know how much longer WWE can really keep up with this. If anything else, you put McIntyre in a feud with Orton for SummerSlam. 
or extreme rules. Um, but we're going to be discussing Orton, like I said, towards the end of the show and all that. Okay. Um, Banks and Bailey show up. They accept the match. Um, ugh. Let's move on because I'm tired of talking about the women's tag team division. Let's just move on. Okay, so Asuka defeats Nia Jax after a roll-up and a fast count. Okay. First of all, let's just say this. I don't like Nia Jax. I'll just go ahead and say it right now. This is off the chain. These are my thoughts unfiltered. I don't like Nia Jax. Not one bit. She injured Kyrie Sane. She's not safe to work with in the ring. So, no. No. I don't like Nia Jax. There you go. I don't like her. Even when she was a face, I didn't even like her. I didn't like her when she first entered WWE. I never liked Nia Jax. Never liked her. Um, Nia Jax has not been able to beat Asuka one-on-one. And tonight just goes to show you that Asuka still has it. She's, I mean, she obviously has it. Because Nia Jax can't even beat um, Asuka one-on-one. I mean, look at her. Look at their match in NXT. Nia Jax couldn't do it then. She can't do it now. Um, now, the reason because... John Cone did a fast count. We were this close to getting a disqualification because Nia shoved him. So, I mean, if anything... No, we can, there should not be a third match between <clears throat> um, Naya and Asuka. Have Asuka move on, send Naya to the back of the line. Uh, so then we get a rundown of everything that's going to happen next week. Raw Tag Team Titles. This match needs to happen. Bruce, I'm telling you, if you keep throwing in... Akira Tozawa, for no reason, you're, the Raw's going to lose viewership. Let's just put it at that. Alright, now to the last segment, which will probably have everyone talking. Oh, man, this... Sorry, cat. Um... Oh, man... Orton beats Christian. Now, we all know that Christian's not medically cleared because he was medically disqualified. WWE forced him to retire. Um, but before that, Ric Flair comes out and he says, you can't, we don't, you need to let Orton go. Bam! Low blow, punk kick, and that's it. So, my question is, why? Why did Ric Flair do that? Was it because that Christian didn't take his advice? Or is it... It could be it could be other reasons. But... Um... Ah, uh, man, like... 
Christian, like I said, I've got nothing but respect for Christian. I've said it before. I've got nothing but respect for Christian. I respect Christian and everything that he's done. I respect him. I respect Christian. Um, but the ending to Raw just, you know this plot is going to thicken. It's going to get more personal and even when Edge comes back, it's gonna, tempers are gonna start flaring. You, I mean, everyone should know that. If you even tuned into Rob Knight, tempers are going to flare when Edge comes back. Simple as that. So, I mean, easily Orton, I'll just go ahead and say it, Orton um, is great. I really like Randy Orton, especially since he turned heel. The heel run has been absolutely fantastic. They've booked Orton right as a heel. It's perfect. Orton needs to stay as a heel because it's perfect. Um, Orton as a heel, greatness. As a face, no. But like I said... Plot's gonna thicken even more. Even when Edge comes back, um, tempers are gonna flare. Everyone should know that. Tempers are gonna flare. Edge is gonna come back more meaner and more aggressive than ever. <clears throat> and it's going to happen. One last match between um, Edge and Randy Orton just to close the book. 50-50 booking. You give Edge what he wants. Edge has already said that he's retiring on his terms. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll definitely see where this storyline goes and where Raw goes from here. Um, it's crazy. So, overall, um... Uh, did I enjoy... I enjoyed Monday Night... I enjoyed Monday Night Raw, but... It was because of Bruce Pritchard and Akira Tozawa and the Ninjas. It made no sense. So, I do give Raw a 9 out of 10. It misses um, the point of it being a perfect 10 if it wasn't for... Tozawa and the ninjas and all that. Um, but the ending alone was shocking enough to get it to a nine. Um, was a good show, I will give it that. But it's not, it's not there to be a ten show because Paul Heyman is not making the script for Raw. He's not doing what he needs to do. Um, he's not the executive director anymore. He's back to managing Brock Lesnar, who's a part-timer. Everyone should know that. Lesnar is a part-timer. Um, I'm going to be surprised. 
Um, I'm gonna be surprised that people said, oh, now, now you're just disrespecting Brock Lesnar. You said you don't like him. I never said I liked Brock Lesnar. I mean, I never said I hated him. I never said I hated Brock. Um, I never said I hated Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock Lesnar is one tough um, wrestler. He's tough. I've watched some of his matches back when he first started. Um, I never said I hated Brock. Brock is good. He's one of the best wrestlers WWE has to offer. But him being a part-timer, I can understand it. But at the same time, though, no. So, Raw was, like I said, was a good show. Especially the ending where it was completely shocking. Um, so, I mean, we're just going to see where it goes from here. Um, and see if... Because you know the Orton Edge storyline is going to get more attention. Because of them trying to bring back Christian and bring back... Um, everything and all that. They're trying to make it feel like it's a Ruthless Aggression Era show. And to me, it fell flat a little bit, but yeah, Raw was pretty good. All right, guys, so that is it for the Off the Chain podcast. I want to I um, hear you guys. I want to hear your thoughts about it. Um... But real quick, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, JD from NY206, who just constantly rips into Monday Night Raw every night. He's absolutely hysterical um, just to watch. One of the best YouTubers um, to go for wrestling and all that, especially if you want wrestling reviews and Sean's View Entertainment. Got to give a shout-out to, 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 to those two guys. So I got something to to those two guys. They really put it on the map. Um... They're really good. So thank you guys very much for listening to the Off the Chain podcast on Anchor FM. Please let me know what you guys thought of Raw. And till then, this is Austin Sweet signing off from Off the Chain on Anchor FM. Good night, everybody.